So start by breathing out and emptying all the lungs. When it's empty, take a deep breath in and then a slow breath out. Welcome to the Mindfulness Podcast. Leilan Pat here uh, with, of course, a guest that we are going to present very soon. But before, um, a couple of news. Um, so I wonder, Pat, what's... Uh, uh, what's uh, happening in the Kindril area? Hello, hello. Thanks, Lele. And hello, everyone that's listening. Yeah, so this month, for May, when it comes to what's happening at Kindril, we have uh, partnered with Corporate Health and Safety, and we're doing a month-long campaign to increase mental health literacy by increasing the basic knowledge around mental health and mental health conditions. And we've blocked it by weeks. So the first week, it's back to the basics, mental health and mental health conditions. We're going to be having live webinars and fireside chats around this topic, as well as regular mindfulness and yoga classes throughout the whole month. The week two is mental health in the workplace. We've even put together an executive panel with some of our senior leaders around this topic. Week three is mental health and resiliency. And week four, we are kind of let's mind the talk or let's walk the talk. And in that week, it's all about what's next and moving forward. And I'm really excited to announce that that's when we're going to be kicking off our Kindrel Mindful self-paced online course and foundation badge. So what's great about this is we've partnered with the Oxford Mindfulness Foundation. So you'll get a badge from Kindrel and Oxford. And it's going to be part of our sort of bigger program around badging in the future. So that's the biggest updates. The rest, running our classes and courses and drop-in sessions and other stuff as usual. Thanks so much. Lele, over to you. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, from IBM side, we are continuing the time journey. And everyone, like the, our cohort supervisors, are there training and meeting people. And they're volunteers. So I'm incredibly, amazingly, uh, super grateful for all of them for the time, extra time they spend to bring mindfulness to other IBMers to change their life perhaps or their perspective towards life or at least change their knowledge in towards mindfulness so i'm i'm grateful to all, to all of those we're going to explore as well uh, mindfulness time in um, in italian language to see if if there is um space for doing it in local language um and after that if this is going to be successful perhaps we are going to organize other languages as well depending as well of our on our supervisors, uh, so the people that are effectively bringing the the knowledge uh, and facilitating the sessions. And the last information, perhaps we were guest into a podcast within IBM, uh, but this time was only located in Slovakia. It was in the diversity and inclusion podcast. So discussing about the power of mindfulness and inclusion as such. That I think is a particular way how you can see mindfulness, not only as, you know, practice for your own 
uh, I'm not actually sharing so much about it because one thing actually, Pat, is that not today, but from the next podcast, we are going to talk about the benefits of mindfulness and inclusion is one of them, right? So the next podcast is going to be all about the benefits of mindfulness. One by one, we will pick every week a different one. So hopefully you will like also the next. But before, before that, before starting with the benefits, let's bring the guest of today that I think it's your duty and honor, Pat, to introduce to us. So the, the one and only Ax Nagesh joining us today in green. <laughs> we can't see, but in green. Thank you for joining us today. So it's not forbidden to not wear red, right? You can have any right. other color as well. Okay, that's, that's, <laughs> that's nice. I'm surprised we are not matching today, but um, we do most of the time. Hello, Lady. Hi, Pat. Thank you for inviting me here. Hi, Ax. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Glad to have you. So, I'll let you do all the introduction, but um, from my bad memory, I remember a few months ago you were showing up on some of our classes and drop-in sessions, and you were expressed a lot of interest and had phenomenal questions. So, tell us a little bit about you know what got you interested in this space or you know what's your mindfulness journey um okay so who i am i think i'm often told that uh, i have a real joie de vivre uh, apologies to any of your french listeners if i'm pronouncing it wrong but i guess that's exactly who i am uh, i have a cheerful enjoyment towards life um, my journey towards mindfulness, um, well, it started with a belief that everyone who meditates is boring. Uh, it's kind of an anti-cool personality trait. I didn't like it. I wasn't into it. I remember uh, as a child, um, my father asked me once, like, come, let's meditate together. Sit with me. And I sat with him. Um, the moment he closed his eyes, I scooted off from there in a flash. Uh, but that doesn't mean I wasn't mindful. Uh, mindfulness can be practiced uh, in various ways, um, like solitude, journaling, um, being in a flow, uh, doing something you really love to do. And meditation is one of them. For me, what got into being mindful was um, solitude. Um, I was... In my, in my early 20s, I made a pact with myself that uh, I would go on a solo trip. I wouldn't tell anyone where I'm going, what I'm doing, uh, do something really crazy, come back. And I wanted to flaunt in front of the whole world like any 20-year-old would do. Uh, my parents didn't know where I was going. My friends, my cousins, no one except the booking agent knew where I was going. Uh, I booked the tickets and all that, but then I had this conversation going on in my head that, but I'm an extrovert. I don't think so. I'll enjoy going alone. What if I get bored? And worst thing, what if I get bored with myself? That's like, that's the worst thing, right? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I went anyway, and that travel was nothing like any other uh, travel uh, trips I had before. Um, and there was this one evening where I had to walk uh, one and a half miles to my hotel. Um, it was a really beautiful evening. It was like, uh, you know, snow-capped mountains on my left and 
was just dusky environment everywhere it was like bloody cold it was like really really cold um and i was i i could feel the breeze and i remember the whole one and a half mile walk um i remember how i felt like you know i could feel the breeze uh on my face and i kept feeling it throughout the walk and i didn't really suddenly worry about it being cold or uh you know it being dark and things like that i i just felt peaceful and ecstatic um that's that that was my moment of uh, being in solitude and experiencing being mindful uh but then i've also been um big on self help like i've always uh, read a lot of self help books and followed a lot of coaches um and pretty much every self help book i've read and every person whom i admire and respect has spoken about meditation in one form or another and i decided to give it a try um it took me some time to come out and say that it's like coming out of closet you know come out and say that i meditate <laughs> which was a little hard for me but then i truly got into it um i think few years ago um for for a five years ago um that that so so i've been meditating for a few years but then i've been into mindfulness for much longer um but i, I but there was this question of why um why why should i be mindful why can't i let life happen and pass by i can mindlessly live my life right um imagine you have a beautiful view like white sand beach and crystal clear water green mountains dolphins dipping in dipping out and hot men playing volleyball or beautiful women in their bikini whatever your a uh, beautiful view is imagine you have that view but you can't see it because um you have closed your bloody curtains and you're just lost in your room living in a room with your curtains closed is like living in your head and uh you know not having to be uh living mindfully is like missing out on that view um so if you if you're open enough and if you open that curtain you can you can enjoy that view but if you're more open and bold uh you can go touch the sand feel the water experience all that's on offer but also remember that um sitting on the sand means uh letting the sand particles go in your pants or warm sun means getting badly tanned it's it's a package and i would have that all package um any day versus being in that room um in a closed door with closed curtains living in my head um and if that analogy is too much or too philosophical how about um thinking about simple day to day activities like how i don't know about you guys but it has happened with me in the past that you know i've been in the in a meeting uh which went okay and then i came out of that meeting and thought like oh my god i should have shared this idea i had this idea for months and this was the perfect situation to share it or you know being in an argument with someone and you know after the argument thinking shit i shouldn't have said that or or saying shit i should have said that i knew this person did this i could have used that card now right like but then when you are mindless none of those ideas or thoughts come to you on time 
And when you are mindful, you give enough space in your head so that the answers come to you on time. Um, and it's a choice that is like, you know, you don't have to live a mindful life. You can live mindlessly. There's a choice and every choice is a chance. Uh, and I heard this on one of my favorite series called Ted Lasso. Um, and in that he mentions uh, UCLA college basketball coach, John Obi-Wan Gandalf says, it's our choices, gentlemen, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Um, and I think I made a choice to try and live a mindful life uh, over mindlessly letting life pass by me. Um, so that's how I got into mindfulness or meditation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it's the choice and also what we don't choose, yeah. perhaps, right? yeah. at the same time. And you should be ready for the consequences, mm. whatever it is, right? That's um, that's what karma is. You make a choice and whatever the result is, is up to you to experience that as well. Right, Pat, we, 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 we were talking about it once, right? If you want to eat your, own, your pizza, do you want to enjoy it or just get fed, right? And that's also with your life. So, uh, Ax, but when we, when, let's say, uh, assuming that I want to enjoy my pizza, right? Because that's, uh, like, I, I also recognize that if you never mm -hmm. did that, right? If you just, you know, you'd rather take a pill to, to get uh, your nutrition and that's it. I don't care about enjoying. So maybe I don't actually realize the need of being there when I do, when I live, when yeah. I experience, right? Um, so maybe, the, and this could be, and the question could be in two directions. So one is how, uh, you know, can I understand that it's worth, right? And the second part of the question would be then, okay, when I understand that it's, it's worth enjoying, uh, what should I start doing? I have, I have so doing? many responses for this question, but I'll start with, uh it's life is not this or that right life is much more than that it's not black and white um there's gray there's red there's blue life is colorful so it need not be like oh this is the only thing i'm gonna do is it worth it you don't have an answer or nobody can give you an answer uh to the question will this be worth it you will only know when you have done it like only when you have lived that part of it. You'll only know after eating the pizza that whether you like it, you don't like it. For all you know, everyone in the world likes pizza, but when you eat it, you might hate it. You'll be like, you'll be like oh, disgusting. I can't eat this, right? You will get the answers when you actually do it. Um, and you might love it, but you might regret it. And that's okay, right? It's... Uh, Whoever says, uh, you know, I have no regrets, that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> very recently, I was, again, one of the coaches I follow, Matthew Hasi, I was attending one of his uh, seminars. And in, in that seminar, he was saying, um, there is this British poet called David White. And he said, if you don't have regrets, where have you been? Like, you've not lived your life. Right. So it's okay to have regrets. It's okay to think 
I'm, I'm not saying just go and do all shit you have to do and then, uh, you know, doesn't mean you go and kill someone on the road. Please don't go ahead, <laughs> right? But, but the point is, you need to give yourself a chance to live. And if you regret, it's okay. You're, there, there's still a lesson from it. Um, yeah, and it's all in balance. Life is all in balance. Like, yeah, you like pizza, but you really want to go and eat pizza every night. It's like playing the same movie over and over and getting bored, right? So today I'll eat pizza. Tomorrow I'll have salad. And day after tomorrow I'll have something else. Um, I'll try being healthy. So it's just being, being playful with life and trying things out. Mindfully. Mm. Thinking, thinking about that that curtain metaphor, and now the pills <laughs> and the pizza. <laughs> so, uh, it it might be you know super intense and painful. You know, imagine you're always with the curtains; it's dark, and you open it up, and the sun and the light just blinds you. Or the same, you know, you're eating a pill all the time, and now you eat a a pizza with fifteen different toppings. So perhaps it's it's about you know just opening the curtain a little bit you know just just doing one little mindful thing or or just paying attention more or rather than eating the pizza in the very beginning eating a tomato maybe eating some cheese right eating some bread and then with time you can open up the curtain all the way or with time you can actually try the yeah, pizza yeah that's the one person shift um i don't know if you know guys know the story of uh dave brailford there was this, I think it was in 2003 or something, British cyclist team, uh, they hired Dave uh, Brentford mm -hmm. as their uh, performance director. That's because British cyclists were doing terrible. Um, they had like one, in 100 years, in a century, they had one Olympic medal. They had zero Tour de France. Uh, that's the biggest cycle race, right? They had zero of them. So they hired him to change the history and he was he he's been this he has a philosophy of one person shift um and he would take everything that's involved in cycling and break them into things and then he would change the diet of the cyclist he would change the seating design he would change the mattress and like basically everything that's involved in cycling uh he changed that and he called it one person granular shift uh, and I think in, in, in 10 years, they had 178 records, world records. And then, um, I think 60 plus Olympic, uh, uh, gold medals. And then they had six, uh, Tour de France, uh, awards. So what had not happened in 100 years had happened in 10 years, but not one big bang theory change, but, millions of small 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 changes so like you said you know a little bit of open i'm just going to open a little bit or i'm just going to open for five minutes today and see how i feel and then you know uh there's, there's there's no rush uh life is short but life is also uh i'm fully big so take your time i have been like uh you know if you i think that happens when one is in a race of like oh I have to do this now, I'll do this now, I have to be a billionaire now, I have to uh, you know, finish writing this book now, I have to finish this podcast now, and I have I want to uh, you know hundred million followers now. No, that's that's not how it works. Like it is that small. So no FOMO. <laughs> no. 
So, uh, what's the the way to to bring mindfulness? So, one is, um, you know, just trying it out and realizing, as you said, you know, one moment you found the beauty of a mindful moment, and that you just said, actually, can I have something like this more often, right? And that's where you started. But how how is your your day? How are you? Uh, practicing um, moving on. you can't have it all the time a short answer to what you asked uh, because um, one moment being mindful is wonderful because you're having a great experience but then uh, when you're going through shit in life uh, and life is throwing lemon tomatoes all possible sticky vegetables on you uh, it's not easy to be mindful then right like uh, it's not easy to sit with yourself then it's very easy when things are going great it's very going back to that analogy of you know having that view it's it's very easy to uh, say oh i'm on a beach uh but also understanding that yeah i'm sat on the beach but the sand is itching me and you know um i don't want to sit anymore i'm gonna walk right and you can be mindful even when you're walking so it's it's just doing this little experiments with yourself like start with a three minute like um i use headspace and patrick sessions of course for meditating um but it's like you can do it for three minutes you can do it for two minutes you can um you can just yeah try different things you can meditate while you're walking i heard one of these uh um i think one of these yogis say that you have really mastered meditation when you can meditate anywhere and everywhere even with your eyes open so meditation doesn't necessarily mean you close your eyes you sit in a definite posture and then you sit there for hours or go to a forest don't be seen to anyone that's that's not how it works right start with one minute start with two minutes if you're not comfortable uh with your eyes closed or uh, legs cross do it the other way start small but then but then don't also say that okay this is my way i'm not gonna do other ways i'm not gonna try other ways uh be a little like give it a chance don't don't knock it off until you have tried it like you might not like closing your eyes but give it a try um uh, just explore what benefits are you saying <laughs> with um having the um, open. many 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 uh i used to be like super short tempered when i was a kid and i don't know the reason it's just like a badly tempered person um uh not that i don't get angry anymore i still but i manage it um i i, I think there is this three points the first point is this is something happening for you and then you you're not even aware of it then you become aware of something like okay i'm aware that i'm angry but doesn't mean i'm controlling it like i i know this is happening i'm yelling at you or uh, someone uh, i'm aware of it but it's still happening and then the the mindful moment of i'm aware this is happening and i'm going to control this um that shift happens gradually with practice um and doesn't mean like once you've reached a mindful moment or one, once you've reached a place that you're not angry anymore 
uh, doesn't mean you go back to your old pattern and you won't shout. It will still happen. Like, you know, growth is never like A to B. It's like you take circles, you go all wrong ways, and then you come back to the point and then you reach a destination, right? So um, one of them was managing my anger. Uh, that was really big for me. And, um, you know, the other thing that I told, you know, the answers come to you when you're mindful. Um, uh, you know, I was going to do something, try something, uh, but then I ended up doing something better um, and responses to, to other people. And just my response to life when, when things happen, uh, the things that I don't particularly like, um, and also my response to things that I like. Like, you know, when something happens that you like, um, not you, me. I used to be like really scared of that going away or being scared of losing it and being scared of being grateful for that. Like, uh, oh, I've got this. Like, let's say I've got, um, you know, I moved to a country that I really love. Instead of being grateful that I'm there, I'm enjoying that place, the city that I'm living in. I used to be like really scared of like, oh my God, what if I lose this? I started to live in the moment. It still happens. Like these things don't go away. The anger doesn't go away. The insecurities don't go away. It's just, you keep working on yourself to be better to each day uh, than yourself. Like I I have this, another, this one that I learned from Matthew Hussey. It's like being a better version of myself is like you know apple version 10 apple version 11 um and also being kind towards yourself uh, it's like oh you shit you did this again you stupid bitch or whatever the internal conversation is you you said you wouldn't do this but you did this again it's like smoking right let's say someone smokes and they want to quit smoking and then a week later or a month later a friend says oh come on one cigarette is not gonna harm you and you do it but then afterwards you feel shit not because you smoked, but because you didn't stick to what you said you would do. And that thing is like, um, you know, hits your confidence or self-esteem. That's when you got to be kind to yourself. Like, okay, I've done this. and You know, let's get back to not doing it again. Uh, and also being kind to yourself, uh, of not beating yourself up for what you did five years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago. It's like, uh, yelling at your iPhone 14 for what your iPod or iPhone SE did. It's, it's no match. That version was different. This version is different. This version of me is going to do better. So always, um, that doesn't go away, but mindfulness have, have taught me to do this, you know, to control my emotions and to feel them, but also control them, uh, when needed. Um, I, and also, like, you know, use the right things. Like, now I'm able to talk to you everything that I've learned from different people or, uh, you know, some book I read and it's coming at the right time. That's that's because of practicing mindfulness. Mm. It, that's that's one of the best um, benefits I've had. So you, you are a, a kind of different since you started practicing mindfulness, right? Uh, yeah, like an amplified version of myself. I don't scream at people anymore, or I, I don't throw things, <laughs> which I definitely did when I was a child. Um, so yeah. If we could all scream less and throw less things at people, the world would be a, a better place.
<laughs> so acts so, uh, to kind of close up um, any practice to close or any mindful advice for our listeners uh, yes uh, bringing in that that um, point of like to live life completely and enjoy I'm gonna give three uh, three tips or three recommendations the first one is I have a quick um, recommendations of five books. The first one is Finding My Virginity by Richard Branson. It's not just an, you know, some entrepreneur talking about how he made money or built his empire, which it is, by the way, but it also has adventure at its heart. Um, the second book is Stabbing the Source by William Gladstone and Richard and John Shelby, I believe. Uh, by the end of this book, you will get like just a two minute meditation, um, which really digs into your creativity. I, I really love this book. Uh, and the third nice. one is 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. And the fourth one was gifted by uh, my dear friend Mahua. It's, it's a novel called The Authentic Authenticity Project. Um, and the fifth one is um, Some uh, 40 Tales of Afterlives by David Eagleman. Uh, the last two tips are be playful with life, like try one new thing a month. It need not be go bungee jump or skydive. It can be like, oh, um, I don't feel like getting out of my bed, but I'm just going to uh you know uh go to a new cafe uh and be playful in all the mundane things that you do like washing dishes uh have food in the oven like it takes five minutes to cook in that five minutes i'm going to see how many dishes i can wash or something like that just just be playful in your everyday life and the last advice is go full on in your life um because Life is full, right? Like your camera is not going to click your award-winning photo. Your pen is not going to write your best-selling book. you got to do the work. Uh, so take the, as, as Anne Lamott says uh, in her book, Bird by Bird, um, get that first shitty draft done. Um, and most importantly, when you do all these things, uh, have some fucking fun. <laughs> Oh, yes, because I have always fun in the process. That's <laughs> exactly. important. That's, that should be the core. Yes, yes, yes. Well, so we will put all the, uh, you know, all the books. I think uh, I'm always hungry for new books. It's always book. interesting to read uh, and get different perspective, right? Uh, so yeah. thanks for sharing. Uh, not so many guests, actually. We should ask more because books is important, right? You know, you never know we, what is going to be the next book you're going to read. And thank yeah. you. Thank you, X, for sharing and for being here and tell us your mindful journey. Um, I hope people enjoyed and uh, found something to maybe, you know, give them an idea of maybe even how to start or how to continue or why it's worth uh, to be mindful, at least for a minute a day. Uh, said that, um, come again to our podcast. Thank you so much. And thank Definitely. everyone for listening. And thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm truly uh, grateful to have this conversation with you guys. Except uh, the power cuts. Uh, but that's life. That's, that's lemons. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone, see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much. Be mindful. Bye.